This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Everybody's got a choice. You're listening to The Voice. Mm-hmm. Listen to The Voice. <laughs> Oh, this is her voice on... Oh, sorry, her jo- voice. <laughs> Damn it. That was so close. No, that was lovely. This is her, her voice. voice. <laughs> Let's do it again. What? <laughs> nah, sorry. <laughs> yes, on Joy 94.9. And we're having a little bit of uh, technical difficulties with our intro tonight. So our fantastic guests, who I may as well introduce now, Sam Lowe's and Rosie Burgess. Thank you very much for that lovely <laughs> intro. Thank you so much. And yeah, sorry thanks, for stuffing yeah, it up. No problem. <laughs> That's great. Uh, So I am Emma. Barbara is back with us tonight. Uh, Anne Louise has run away to Sydney this week. Um, Bummer. She sent me an email today, said it's super warm up there, was bragging about the weather, so I was a bit annoyed about that. Um, But that's fine. We just get to have fun. That's Anne Louise. She is, isn't she? Yeah, she is a bit like that. Yeah. (laughs) It was a pretty good day in Melbourne today. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> for most of the day it was awesome. Yeah, for about sucked in and we from twelve o'clock till about one o five. Awesome. <laughs> um, now Sam and Rosie, you are both uh, local musicians. You both uh, you do solo projects. You're in the Rosie Burgess trio. You do um, a whole bunch of things, really. So why don't we? We'll start with you, Sam. Tell mm. us a bit about uh, your background and the sorts of things that you've uh, got up to. I played, started playing music at a little youngster a long time ago. Gosh, it's a long time ago now. Can I ask a question? Yes. How old am I? No, 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 no. Barbara. No, totally different question. Did you pick the instrument or did your parents say you have to learn an instrument? No, my parents were super, super cool people. Um, My dad played in a band when I was growing Mm -hmm. up, but I didn't really um, have the desire from him. Music was around. We had parties all the time. There was always live music, but I was really into athletics. But my sister, who I adored, six years older, who had no idea that I existed, but I loved her and she took up the guitar. And as soon as she did it, I wanted to do everything she did. Mm-hmm. And then she stopped playing it and I kept going. So that's how I started playing music. My first ever gig was on the back of a truck oh. for Australia Day with, <laughs> my, with my sister. That's okay. the only gig we've ever done together. So yeah, the, and then the, the yeah. so that went really well. Then. <laughs> <laughs> just the bookings just went, you know, just through the roof. Through the roof. No, it was yeah, it was in a tiny town of two hundred and fifty people where I grew up. So oh. yeah, the, where was that? In Talbingo. Never heard of that. Where New South it? Wales, <laughs> Snowy Mountains. Oh, I've heard of the Snowy Mountains. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then so yeah, I played that, and then I uh, ended up playing in a duo, and then then I came across the first band that I was really ever in, and they were, the band was called Fruit, and we were together for about twelve years, oh, wow. and we travelled all around the world and played music together. Yeah, mm. then I stumbled across this one. And um, <laughs> that's me. That's Rosie Burgess. <laughs> we stumbled across each other. I, I think I helped Rosie. Um, she started following me around, you know. I'd just oh. like come out of my house. There yeah. was Sam. Bought my first really high-grade pair of binoculars because of you. <laughs> 
Yeah. And that's, so Nothing that's good advice than, for people then. Than that's a good stalker. Well. Right, rented the house across the street. Oh. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you go to this milk bar too. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the other story that we often tell is, oh, we met in an S&M club and we never saw each other's face for the first couple oh. of times. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually met. I, I always put posters out for you, and I was a fr- through a friend of our friend through Emma. Do you remember, know guys know Emma Wall? Yeah. So I was hanging out with Emma, and she said, "Oh, this friend of mine is doing a gig. She needs a hand putting up some posters." So me, being the kind of person I am, I uh, mm. said yes because I was going to buy them a pizza and some beer. Oh. She was like, "You're not supposed to tell that bit." Oh, pizza and beer. Okay, it's supposed, to, <laughs> it's supposed to come up all altruistic, but no. All right, yeah, it was pizza and beer that got me in. Sounds like a good deal to me. And then she got in my car and she was like, oh, this girl is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those out there, you need to know that Rosie's uh, car probably could fit five people in it normally, but because of the crap she has in it, can only fit two. It's life on wheels. That's what I like to think of it as. Mm. And what about, um, well, we've heard a little bit about your background there too, Rosie. Well, that's Um, true, yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, how did you start out um, getting into music? And uh, My mum sent me off for all the piano lessons when I was about four years old. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was just doing that for a long time. I did all the kind of grades of piano and all the grades of flute. And, you know, um, then at sort of high school, I realised that neither of those instruments was cool. And so that was a bit of a shock carrying my little flute case around going, yeah, I play music. <laughs> oh, did okay. you realise that on your own or did some people help you realise that? Yeah, no, I kind <laughs> of, it just dawned on me and I was like, oh, um, and my brother played guitar. So I uh, took his guitar and just sort of started frantically learning it. And uh, and me and my friend Anna, um, we went to the same school together and I used to take my guitar to school. I didn't have a case, so I just used to sling it over my shoulder and walk to school with my guitar. Oh, it was so cool. And Cow- um, Cowboy style. Yeah, yeah, Cowboy yeah. Style. I even was riding a skateboard for a bit, just <laughs> down the road. <laughs> Playing some tunes. <laughs> yeah, except I was not very good on the skateboard. Um, yeah, so my first band was a band called Bent. Me and Anna and Gideon. And uh, I think our first real gig was at the Armadale Hotel in Malvern. And oh, I probably shouldn't have said that because we were underage and we <laughs> had to um, get fake IDs to get in to play at our own gig. So that was fun. You could just see the, the headlines tomorrow, Armadale Hotel shut down. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, look, I still get asked for ID. So, you know, it doesn't make any difference. That's a good thing, though. It's not a good not thing really, when you're with no. her, no. when you're me. No. And you don't, and you look at them going, you want to ask me? And they're like, no, well, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine, old lady. <laughs> yeah. And you can both play quite a number of um, instruments. We'll give it a well. bash, so, won't we, Sam? God, yeah, you've got to give everything a go. I can only really play two. One, the drums and the guitar. And, and the um, singing. And I do, this, I do the voice. The vocal cords. Um, yeah. I do her voice, sorry. And, um, I'm just moving, Rosie's, moving my mouth. Rosie's just got this, you know, Rosie's very akin to like my, one of my bestest friends who was in the band that I, I told you about before, who plays everything you can imagine. And Rosie just picks it up. Like the other day she's like, I think I want to play the bass. And so it's two weeks till our gig and she's like, let's do all the songs just with me playing the bass. And she's, you know, she just learnt it and that's it. 
Yeah, so it could be a bit dodgy. Yeah, so talking about your gig, so you do have a gig. We've which got a is gig. Great I know, it's amazing because um, we've been, we've taken a long break. Yeah, it's been a long, dry time. <laughs> long, dry break. So and, yeah. Next Sunday in uh, Reservoir. Mm-hmm. I love how you say reservoir. (laughs) It's reservoir. Barbara? Barb? I thought it was Reza. Barb? Yeah, Reza. I try to be cultivated and educated here on radio. It's lovely. So we will be It's good that we emphasise that it is reservoir because apparently there's this Kingsbury Bowling Club where we're playing. There's one in Diamond Creek as well. And it would be really, really sad if people went there. No. Seeing as we're only doing one gig every two (laughs) years. So before you did uh, gigs at bowls clubs, um, Mm. you played in a few other venues and all around the world. So um, tell us a little bit about that time when you were out and about. Well, we played at a bowling alley. We've played we have. a few bowling alleys. I was gonna, I was gonna write like a memoiry kind of book, and it was gonna be called Biker Bars and Bakeries because it's sort of like all in between everywhere. And have we played a, bar, a bowls club? Before though, I think this might be. Yeah, the first no, we did. We played the Oakley Bowls Club at the oh, Caravan Club. Once. We might have to cancel this one because we're just trying to tick it off. <laughs> we're just I trying would, to tick off all the things we've never done. I would buy a book with that title. Would you? Yeah. Well, then you don't even have to write the rest of the book. You've already got your first sale. <laughs> right. Depends I'm going to get that on, in writing. Depends on the cover art as well, though. Mm-hmm. I'm drawn mm-hmm. to like colourful things. Tell so. us what you want to see, and we'll provide it. <laughs> That's what um, you know. Roots music is all about. Yeah, yeah. So, so true. we just travelled around, played We've, anywhere that would have us. Pretty much, lots of the the overseas travelling was just uh, so you book all the festivals and then mm. you play anything in between. So it'd be cafes or libraries or mm. um, you know bookstores and um, pubs, clubs, biker bars, bakeries, houses, <laughs> how, people's houses. Anywhere, anywhere. Okay, playing at people's houses is becoming <sighs> like more of a thing isn't it like well yeah in north america it's it's huge we did a house concert at our house and Mm -hmm. how was that it was cool it was really really cool i think i saw a video of you house concert of you Mm. Was it amazing? Of course. Yeah, that, yeah, that would have been, been her. Yeah, been <laughs> Sam. Yeah. It's amazing with Sam. Yeah. Damn. It would have been me. But <laughs> see, Rosie looks young, but I'm amazing. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. This is her voice on Joy 94.9, and we're here with Rosie Burgess and Sam Lowe's. Yes, Sam. And we just heard your song, Picture You. And uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that album. Mm-hmm. Um because uh, it's quite interesting how it um, came together. Um, yep. It came through a possible campaign that was successful. Yay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about why you did that and um, how that all worked out. Mm. Um, well, I started recording the album and then I realised that I needed a lot more money that I, to do what I wanted to do. Go to Bali. Yeah. I needed, <laughs> like, my yacht needed repairing mm. and, oh, no. you know, these highlights don't yeah. pay for themselves. Oh. Um, And I just – I had some really great musicians. I had a great producer and um, some equipment that really needed paying for it. I didn't expect to really spend that much money on the album. Mm. But um, then someone mentioned to me, oh, why don't you do one of those campaigns? And I thought, oh, I don't have to ask people for money. And then I had a thought – think about it and went, yeah, I do. That would be cool. Mm. And I didn't expect it to be that successful. It was was so wonderful and – just even the, you know, what was the most wonderful thing was the 
the anonymous donors. And I don't know whether it was all you, Rosie. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, yes, yes, it was. Yeah. Um, just, My cover is blown. Yeah, it's just it, that's a fantastic thing, and it, it felt like a community thing, mm. you know. And and I I loved being in. I'm sure all of the um, fundraising campaigns and each one are different to each, you know, but the same thing is that you can keep connected with the people mm. and send them, you know, personal personalised messages and thank yous along the way and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, my favourite, favourite thing was actually at the end packaging up everybody's mm-hmm. prizes. That was my favourite. I spent days on my huge, big, huge table with the sun streaming through the back room and writing everybody an individual thank you card and and posting them off was just Mm. so divine. It was just, it it felt, that felt better than any any part of the whole process. Mm. It is a little bit of a misconception, I think, for some people that anybody who does um, uh, like crowd fundraising is you know, maybe using some of the money to run off to Bali or something, which you were obviously joking about. Oh, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, how do you think I get this tan? <laughs> it must. You are quite tanned for winter, I must say. Um, Thanks. <laughs> um, it must be really hard as an independent um, musician to actually, you know, make your music and be able to put it out and, and release yeah. CDs. It is for I, everyone is so different. We would. I think we just got this question asked of us of a 94 year old the other night mm. and sometimes when people ask me that oh you're a musician um how do you make any do you make any money or you know I often get my hackles get up because I'm like instantly offended because no one else gets that question mm. asked like and I had been a full-time musician for nearly 20 years and I don't own a yacht and I've never been to Bali, but, you know, <laughs> I've always been okay. And mm. I, it's by choice now that I'm slowing down and doing other things, but I've always been a musician first and foremost. And the only way I could ever do that was just to constantly be on the road. Mm. And we were talking about that with Rosie and we mm. were doing the same thing with Rosie, Tim and I were doing really, really well and we're on the up. We were getting better festivals. We were getting better paid gigs. It was a hard slog. Mainly for Rosie because she was driving the whole bus. She was, we were just <laughs> always me driving. No, always. No, I'm like, no, but, oh, can I not? Can know. I just sit in the back? No, Rosie, you have to drive. Oh, you must man. be a really good driver. Then. So good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Control freaks. Yeah, van's got your name. You have to drive the van. Is yeah. it? No, no, no she's off. just joking. I, I'm, no, I'm talking about Rosie to being, drive as much as possible. <laughs> Rosie being in control of everything and booking the gigs and getting the visas, and so that's being yeah. You know, it, driving you can that get bus. A, a bit burnt out, and you know, managing the finances can be a bit tricky because there's often those times where you need quite a large amount of money in one hit and then you recoup that money slowly so you have to make sure that you're on top of it all Mm. so you know as an independent musician there's a whole like you're wearing so many freaking hats you might as well be a hat stand like you know you're managing the finances and you know your marketing things and your tour manager and your tour planner your Mm. booker your Mm. lawyer your there's a reason why all these professions exist for right exactly (laughs) exactly and you slowly start uh, this is what i found as as i started to make more money i started to farm those jobs out to other Mm -hmm. people you know which meant that i was making less money but i was enjoying myself more so you know there's always a bit of that balance i think that there are times where it can be really tricky and you're going oh my god how am i going to pay the band tonight and other times where you're like Woohoo! You're just throwing it all up in the air, and you know it's all great. 
Um, and you did something with your last release, which I think was last year, Rosie, where you yes. put it. Um, uh, it was online. It was available for people to download, and they could pay for it if they wanted to, or yes. they could just um, like you were giving it away for free if people right um, wanted to. Which that's is right. another sort of thing that's kind of changing a little it's bit. It's kind of like the pay well. pay as you pay, pay what you would like to. You know, if if you can't afford to pay, fine. You know, and I think that that attitude. Um, is really annoying to some other musicians. They they find they feel like um, that's undervaluing the art form, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so I reckon probably that that's not necessarily the most popular thing to do amongst other musicians. But for me, where I was coming from was that was a really um, different project. I made that music just purely because I wanted to make that music. Um, it wasn't connected with my previous kind of. Rosie Burgess Trio career stuff at all. It was, you know, out on a completely different track. And I thought, well, I'd really like to put it out there, but I don't want to have to charge people money for it. I don't need any money for it. Mm. I made it all in my own studio. Mm. So it didn't really cost me anything. And so if you would like it, you'd like to enjoy it, go for it. So if people are interested in that, you can go to the URL um, thewarsband.bandcamp.com and have a listen in to that album, which is uh, quite a, quite different to the music that the Rosie Purchase Trio makes. Right. That's um, right. I good. love it. I yeah, love it. I, and I, I got to listen to it as it was happening, mm-hmm. as Rosie was recording it, and... I was just like, oh, you're amazing. I'd constantly get amazing. You know, that's all. <laughs> you're that's both the, amazing. That's the nicest thing I'm going to say. That's the nicest thing I'm going to say tonight. That's it. Um, but yeah, just constantly. Rose is constantly blowing my mind with with how her vision, her. Oh, it's actually not vision. It's like an instant. No, because I have no. She has vision. no vision. She has this kind of like <laughs> I'm doing this now, I'm, and I'm doing it now, and it has to be happening now. So I'm going to do an album, and I'm going, you know. So this album. The Wars is so super cool. I totally get get online, get yourself a copy, pay twenty bucks, pay no bucks, pay whatever you like, and um, you'll you'll not you won't regret it. That's for sure. Why was it unpopular with some? I mean, you did talk about you know um, valuing your music or whatever mm-hmm. your, your product is as an artist. Yeah. Um, why would other musicians get like annoyed about that though isn't it up to you what to do with your music oh absolutely but i think that there's a danger that if you give things away for free in the music industry it's such it can be such a difficult little industry and people are always trying to get stuff out of you for nothing that if you start to give things away for nothing there'll be an expectation Mm -hmm. that people should be giving away things for nothing and that it's then devalued so for instance Mm -hmm. if i say to a um a bar in town you don't have to pay us for the gig. We just really want to play. Well, then everyone else who tries to get a gig at that bar, they're going to say, ah, but we can get a band that will play for nothing. And that stuffs up the whole Mm -hmm. kind of um, system. The whole system. That's Mm -hmm. right. So, you know, I think on that level, you can be seen to be undercutting the value of, of music. But really that's just not where I was coming from at all. It was almost the other way of saying, you know, I value being able to make music so much that I just want to share this. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. When uh, we heard or when we had confirmed that you were coming, uh, Emma and I had a chat and we sort of um, realised that we both were at a gig uh, of the Rosie Burgess Trio a couple of years ago in Dalesford Mm. where um, something funny happened, like 
uh, a girl in the audience uh, decided to take off <gasps> her top. Yes, and, um, that happens. That happens. All yeah, the time. that actually is not. That's not oh, unusual. That happens, that happens at every gig. Oh. Every Rosie Burgess trio gig. <laughs> not everyone gig, I have been to, but um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start going to more gigs. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that yeah. was every gig. I remember that. That was fr- freezing cold. Was it really mm. cold? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well that normally chill out. Yeah, mm. it was pretty cold. Everybody was loving it, but it like it didn't distract from you guys on stage though. Everybody was still We're so like, professional. Everybody <laughs> was still like loving you, but this woman just yeah, yeah. it was freezing cold. She took her shirt off and danced for a bit then just did a handstand yep. like for ages handstand facing us yeah so <laughs> it, it was, was like boobs there was like boobs 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 and then oh upside down boobs 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 <laughs> upside down boobs keep playing is that yeah. distracting that's yeah, normal <laughs> I mean super distracting I was like I don't know where to look you know I'm like whoa <laughs> oh, not, oh I don't, what's happening so much fun I, I was just disappointed because it was like that was what I was going to do and then she just went ahead <laughs> oh. and did it and I was like, what am I going to do now for my finale? <laughs> Usually I play the drums upside down with my top off. <laughs> Crazy stuff that. happens So, like when you're playing gigs. So we did a gig once where we were at a festival and um, this guy got on the stage at the same time that we were playing and started giving people haircuts. Oh, yes. And okay, it was you would normally think, of, oh, that's cool, but... Well, I don't know if you'd normally think that was cool. I, I was kind of freaked out because I really don't like hair, especially hair that's not connected to something, like, you know, loose <laughs> free flow hair. Mm-hmm. That's just like uh, When Rosie says she doesn't gag. like hair, she has an absolute phobic phobia of hair. I really, really hate it. So this guy at one point is on the stage with us and he's sitting on the shoulders of the guy that he's giving a haircut to and this guy that's getting his hair cut has mm. got quite long hair. And the hair cutter is just cutting up the hair <laughs> and throwing it up in the air, flipping it up, and, and it's like. And a- I'm playing, and I'm going. I can't stay on the stage. <laughs> when, but and Tim and I are like on each side of Rosie, so this is all happening, and the crowd is pumped up, and it's all amazing. And this guy gets up, and he gets up on his shoulders, and we're like, "Yeah, this is awesome!" And the vibe was really cool. And then we realised what this guy was actually going to do. Tim and I looked at each other and went, "He's cutting hair." <laughs> <laughs> and then Rosie started to actually what, what's it called? What do you, what's that called when you go? Yeah, yeah what is okay. that called? That's gagging, Ga- gagging noise. I and had it, to turn away. So yeah. I think you might have stopped and said, <laughs> "I can't do this." Yeah, yeah. Please stop cutting the hair. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would ever yeah. let anybody cut my hair at no. a music festival. Yeah, and he was like, like, it was like he's on a swivel chair. Well, he, like the guy he was sitting on was a swivel chair kind of thing. You know, very wayward. It was remarkable, really. Like as an experience, it was just not something I've ever seen before. Someone mm. getting their hair cut by someone else <laughs> sitting on their shoulders. So security <laughs> in sort of. Protecting the people on stage is not a thing. I, then, I think like it was a security guy. I'm not sure. It was like a, was like a thing. Yeah. Like, you oh, know, okay. other people the, knew it was going to happen. We oh. didn't know. But it was yeah. like a happening yeah, sort of yeah. Thing. yeah Performance like, in the performance. For me, it's like upside down boobs, tick, hair cutting on stage, tick. There's only a few What else know, is on that there. bucket list? Um, we got married at a gig once. Oh, Rosie and I got Ooh. married. Yeah. Nice. Where was that? We were in, oh, we were in a very weird um, little town in the backwaters of Canada and we were playing it. we had to drive through these windy windy roads in the middle of nowhere we rock up this huge weird looking house it was all sort of dark and scary looking and we're like oh okay this is are we weird. at the right place <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> yeah, yeah. and we kind of open this 
creaky door we walk in and hello like, hello hello just this really <laughs> weird guy is there he's like yeah welcome to the gig and we're like oh damn it <laughs> <laughs> this is the gig yeah. but then randomly like hundreds of people came out of nowhere and came to this gig and we were so pleased and relieved oh, that we may have drunk a bit much and at the end, we there was a bowling alley out the back of this gig. One lane. One lane. One we lane bowling alley. Bowling with these people and one of them said, oh, I'm a celebrant. And we were like, <laughs> oh, we're really drunk. Let's do it. Yeah, we like each other. Let's get married. <laughs> so we did this, this what's it called? Celebration, uh, ceremony. Yeah. And then she would the like waved her hands over us and went kind of you are married. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually a little bit like, more sort of official than that. She and then said at, some big words. And then um, <laughs> at the end, I was, I was talking to one of her friends and I said, "I just I he, she was she wasn't that wasn't serious, was it?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." She's like, "Yeah, that that's like binding." And I looked at the other friend and said, "Shit me." And, <laughs> and he's like. No, no, that was like totally binding, you know, that was absolutely binding that like she's, she's the, for the real deal. And I'm just looking at Rosie kind of all like hazy going. And I'm like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it turned out it wasn't. But, um, but gosh, we'd like it to be. Well, that's true. Come on, Tony. Yeah. Come on, Tony. Oh. <laughs> so much wrong with Tony. Mm. Um, what other... Um, cause, I mean, you guys have travelled a lot with the band, like around the states and and Canada, haven't you? Is are the crowds there different to to here? Yeah, they go around the different way down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you pour a whole pile of Canadians down a toilet, different way, <laughs> anti-clockwise. <laughs> They're super enthusiastic. Yes, yeah, they wear their hearts on their sleeve a bit more. Like I think that the the crowds here are, um, you know, we're a bit more reserved. I think. Um, Whereas you go over there and, oh, you're Australians. Oh, oh my God. We love Australia. We love you. Yeah. You know, and we're like, we haven't played yet. Well, that doesn't matter. I'm out of my chair. I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, I could listen to you talk forever. You don't even need to sing. And I'm like, you, you like our voice. Yeah, I love your accent. You could just talk forever. And I'm like. You like me sounding like a crow? That's sexy, is it? <laughs> oh yeah, I just thought, and so many love that they just love the fact that you're Australian, the fact that you play. You know, I don't know. I think our music is really sort of, I'd say, universal and fun and happy, and our shows are happy. Mm. And but yeah, I think that North America and Canada are definitely ready for it people just invite you to do things with them as well like oh you're here how long are you here for we're gonna take you tubing tubing <laughs> tubing tubing i don't even know how to speak anymore because my tubing. accent's all mixed up but you know they'll take you they'll, oh come to my house and we're gonna take you here and you've got to see that thing you know like and they actually do it and yeah, they yes, actually so. do yeah, yeah. it we went to these one with these one okay we went in oregon and these people drove us up a mountain and at the top of the mountain they get out this big um like a river rafting, we were like a rafty thing. Like it's a big blow up boat, you know. And like (laughs) fifty of us pile into this blow up boat. It wasn't really fifty. It was like okay, so it was seven of us and five thousand beers, and uh, and then we just floated down the river for like hours with these guys, and and we just met them briefly, and that was it. That that, that was all on. It was happening. This is where you went, and we just and we kind of thought this is a long way out of the out of the way, and. Uh, we could, you know, you have that in the back of their mind. Um, we might get murdered, and no one ever going to find us. But 
what a way to go. But geez, it's fun. <laughs> how, how fun is that? But, 5,000 beers can't be wrong. <laughs> that's right. But I, I They've just got Bud Light. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's like uh, it, that stuff happens so often when you travel over there that you know that it's legit, that they're just so happy that you're there. And we had Tim with us, which, you know, he's six foot and – Big and you know you feel like this. It's not like I would have gone off by myself with them, or you know, you've got a bit of a group, so you feel sort of safe. I think oh. we've all got like we all do things like that when we travel. You feel invincible, but I feel like you know being in a in a band and you know meeting so many more people that way. Like you would just like so much cooler stuff would happen for you guys. It does. Yeah. We are so cool. I can't <laughs> tell you. <laughs> So, so cool. Yeah, you're looking yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, look, I'm just feeling really cool. Yeah. In my trackies. My trackies I was going to wear my you trucks. You shouldn't dive yourself in for trackies or anything. Nobody can see you. I actually dressed up for the radio. <laughs> as good did. as it gets for me. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.